Hey, what's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to the podcast, and thanks to our sponsor, SS96. Still rocking with us in 2022, and it's so amazing. We appreciate you. SS96 is putting out new merch and still has some of your favorites. Get your executive productions t-shirts, Switch Masters t-shirts, as well as Farm Race Entertainment t-shirts. Don't forget to check out Straight Stoner's music, as well as my own release on their executive productions. It's available on all streaming platforms, and new music is in the works, so stay tuned. Go to ss96.net and use the promo code SWITCHMASTERS to get this kind of merch today. Thank you all again. We're grateful. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the SWITCHMASTERS podcast. I am your co-host, Zay, the executive producer, back for another one. Co-host, Killing Guru. What's up? What's up? What's happening, man? Man, not much, bro. But there's a lot of news that happened in the NBA this past week. Uh, one of the more surprising news, let's get this real quick, was Draymond Green, who is an active player. You know, he's done some content with uh, TNT and Bleach Report before. Uh, the thing that comes to my mind first is this, is this infamous interview with KD on Bleach Report and how that made some waves. So Draymond definitely has some talent to be yeah. on there. But the fact that this dude signed a multi-year deal with TNT slash Beecher Report, so he's going to be doing a lot of different things with TNT on inside the NBA. He'll be on set sometimes, and he'll also be virtual. But the fact that Draymond Green, who is an active player, is also doing this, uh, got some thoughts on it. But before mm-hmm. I go, what are your thoughts on it? Um... It's definitely different um, for a, a, an active player who I don't really see retiring from playing anytime soon um, to get a, a, a deal like this as as basically as a reporter for, for, for TNT. And like you said, he, we've seen him on Inside the NBA and uh, Bleacher Report, and he has a podcast too. Um, yeah, so I, I know he has you know, the media or reporting ability. Um, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone do it this soon. Like, I don't see Draymond retiring anytime soon. I feel like the only players I've known to do that while they were still playing were like within, you know, a year or two of retiring. Um, and even like the most recent I can think of wasn't even a basketball player. It was a who was it? Drew Brees. I think he signed a deal with NBC, um, like his final year, and we all knew like, oh, this is this is it. So he's gonna retire. Um, but this is different. Um, I think it's pretty cool overall. And shout out to Draymond for you know pursuing his you know maybe this is his passion outside of basketball. Um, so that's pretty cool for him. I just don't see how it's going to work exactly. I'm sure they'll work the logistics of it with him being an active player, still playing. Um, and I think it'll be funny to if he were to be reporting on like inside the NBA one night and then the next night he's not, he's playing and then he comes back and he's like on Shaq and the Fool or something. That would be really, <laughs> that'd be really dope to me to see. But uh, yeah, be- I, I wonder how it's going to work out. It's going to be interesting yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, so he's been on Inside the NBA lots of times before. And again, he's been filling in for different hosts on there, and he's been doing a good job. So it seems natural that it would get to this point. He's doing so much work with him anyway. Might as well pay him, right? So I can see that. And he's doing so much in the media right now. And there's such a hunger for NBA content. So it seems it seems like a perfect fit. Yeah, he's give, He gives pretty good analysis as well, so. Shout out to him for that. My only concern is this, though. You're on a team who's one of the contenders, who a lot of people say are the favorites to win a title this year. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's clear that he he's a, he has a, he's a vital role for the Warriors, you know, because they've been on – they haven't looked the same with him being out. Yeah. So he's, he's clearly important to what they do. So my only concern is this. Um, will he, he, I know he's been doing the media for a while. Yeah. So 
I'm sure he probably already has a balance, but this is literally like you having two jobs now. Yes. So, and I'm sure what you're doing at Turner now is going to require more time or even more effort, more grind. So my only concern is that will this potentially be a setback on the basketball side of things? What is how is this going to look to do, to interview other players who you're competing against, right? <laughs> or you know uh, to report on the yeah, game yeah. where you're while you're still playing? I wonder would that be any bias in his in his analysis at all? Since he is actively a current player, it's it's kind of hard to remove bias. I mean, even when even the retired players have some bias still, but that's is it even more so? The media does so much with the game, yeah. it's shaping narrative. Yeah, and that's basically more power to shape the narrative best as he sees fit because you have the voice, you have the microphone, and again, well deserving. But I, it's just weird and different to see if someone who's actively playing right now, mm-hmm. and as you said, for years to come, and to have such a huge platform already, uh, and still being an active player, I just feel like there might be some potential conflict either way. Would it be a distraction to other teammates? Again, he's been doing this for a minute, but it's different, I feel like, with this new role. I mean, so. I look at it um, from the perspective of pretty pretty much all the great NBA All-Stars um, or superstars have something that we know that they do outside of just playing in games. LeBron has, you know, the his school. KD has the boardroom. Um, Steph has many endorsements and, and businesses. Um, sure, sure. I, I feel like when it comes down to it, I don't think it's gonna be to where he's, you know, one night he's playing a game. I, I feel like they'll work the logistics of it to where he's not like, oh, I'm playing in this game on T- NBA on TNT on Thursday night. And then uh, we got this special thing on Saturday. I'm going to be reporting on it. I, I doubt it's going to be like a swift and he's doing a, a bunch of games mm-hmm. every, you know, every week. Um, I feel like he'll be more still in, in, in this current year or current years as a, as an active player. I feel like he'll be doing more of a, a fill in type thing and kind of just giving, you know, smaller segments not really like taking on a whole bunch as a you know being a player um but i do think that i think yeah it's going to be biased because really when you look at inside the nba as it is right now with with chuck and kenny and shaq those guys butt heads all the time and they all have different opinions and i think that's the beauty of it like um kenny is you know well Chuck is always going to say he's oh, his sons and, you know, Shaq is always like calling out the big man uh, and they all like differ from opinions. But I feel like that background and that mixture of, of ideas just makes it a great show. Uh, and they still, you know, they have chemistry, even though they have different opinions. But I definitely think that Draymond's, you know, Draymond's knowledge of the game. He's, he's very knowledge, knowledgeable of the game, but um if he's, you know, getting asked about, oh, do you think your team can, you know, take it? He's probably, yeah, yeah, we got it, you know? So I feel like it'll be an interesting dynamic uh, to explore. And who knows? Um, this may just be the beginning of many, you know, players doing this type of thing, this type of split role or, or you know, taking on a second type of major influence uh, on, on the NBA and media. Um, even like I know CJ McCollum has had a radio show for years. Um, sure. So I don't know. I, I think it's cool. I, I, I want to see how it plays out, but I, I don't think it'll be. I, I don't think that I think he would be able to balance it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like between playing and everything else. Yeah, I, I hear you. But a lot of things the other players do. Is more of a hobby and they have more autonomy over what they do. The difference with this one to me is I don't know the, the details of the contract, 
the thing is, this is a contract with another company. And within that contract, there are certain things you have to fulfill. Again, I don't know details. Hopefully it's flexible, but I don't know. But based on what was reported, he'll be doing, he'll be in studio with inside the NBA. He'll also be virtual. He'll also be potentially doing some things for Bleacher Report. So I feel like that could be more things on his plate. And uh, I know basketball players have a lot more going on in their lives. I'm sure he has um, you know, family and loved ones. You know, you want to definitely spend time with them. You got time to give to the game, time to for your hobbies and stuff. So I wonder, like, there's only so much time in the day. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's gonna be some sacrifice somewhere to fit this in. Yeah. Because this is like this is different because this is a contract. It's something that you've done that's a hobby. You know, that's different. And go back to something like LeBron and his school or stuff and what he's doing. You can hire people to run some things for you, right? Yeah. And LeBron right. has so much going on. He's there's no way he's doing all that, like managing. Yeah, he has a he has a team. Yeah. Right. You have a team. Good this point. is him. This yeah. is Draymond. He's an employee of Turner now, as well as an employee of the NBA. So it's that's a good point. I feel like it's, I feel I feel like it's, it's tough. tough. That's why that's my only concern here. Again, we don't know the full details of the contract, but hopefully, uh, um, it's flexible enough to where he can still be productive on yeah. the court and off the court. I mean, I think the sad thing about it being an NBA player is you know, for a lot of us, it's a dream, but when you have a family, um, I've heard it from many players like you know, they have to they. The family, they basically sacrifice their time and, you know, moments with family to, you know, pursue their career because mm-hmm. think about it as an NBA player, you're already on the road like half of the year, basically. Yeah. And, you know, when you're at home, it's short periods of time because you got to go train, you got to go to practice, you got team meetings, you got other stuff going on. So you're already kind of like kind of nudging your family to the side, but it, as long as you know you and your family have discussed it and talked about it, it's fine. But I oh, feel yeah. like if anything, it'll probably be for him. That's what that's where I feel like it would probably lack attention. And it's sad, but it's I think it's just part of the game, part of the trade. Yeah. And plus you know, we don't know what those discussions are like. We yeah. just uh we just assume him as a Human beings want to spend time with our loved ones. That's all we're assuming here. And I'm sure, uh, you know, maybe they are understanding and supportive. Of course, families should be supportive of each other. But, you know, that's just one thing to think about because you have so much on your plate. There's time. There's only 24 hours in a day. You got to put some sleep in there somewhere. That's Especially if you're a basketball player. got to rejuvenate your body. Oh, I don't yeah. know. It's tough, but shout out to Draymond. Oh, yeah. Very sad yeah. opportunity for him, for sure. And I always expected him to be on the side of NBA after his career was over. But seeing him on here now, I'm sure it'd be fine to see. I think it's cool. Inside the NBA is doing a lot of different stuff. Um, obviously, with D-Wade, Candace Parker, Adam being on there, you know, on, on Tuesdays, they switch yeah. it up. And I feel like it's, it's good. Um, a lot of, you know, players, former players, or, or like we say, Dream was a current player, making it a lot more interesting. So... Shout out yeah. to them for, uh, you know, testing something new, something different. And shout out to Redmond. Yeah, definitely. And do you think we'll see potentially more players doing something like this? More active players who also work in the media? Like, finding by contract type stuff. Like, major media network type stuff. I think so. Um, there, I mean... Not only you know you know TNT or Turner Sports or whatever, but uh, ESPN as well. We've seen Vince Carter make that transition after his year, his last year of playing. Um, many uh, different players, Richard Jefferson, Tracy McGrady, and I've heard about you know guys like PJ Tucker, um, guys that just are knowledgeable about knowledgeable and well spoken about the game. Um, yeah. I feel like you know that's that's probably an easy transition for a lot of these guys um and maybe it starts earlier so i guess so but you know again we normally always hear this after they retire for example jj reddick jj reddick yeah. great right now he, he had his podcast too before you know retired and everything great podcast too 
Yeah. By the way, um, but what he's doing now at ESPN, awesome. Great analysis going up against these talking heads there. It's nice seeing him. So, yeah, there's definitely a place for NBA players in the media, but I guess I'm specifically asking what we see more active players, like, or actively playing and uh, people being that role. Because if Draymond is successful with this, I won't be surprised to see more. I think so. Um, and that possibly be a conversation for something else another day. Yes, I definitely see it happening. I, I think if, if it works for Draymond, it can work for pretty much any active player that's, you know, got a, a media, a nice media presence. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, shout out to Draymond. Shout out to Draymond. Shout out to Turner Sports. Oh, this also means more Draymond and Charles Barkley. I'm always down for that. <laughs> Draymond and Charles, I'm, that's fine oh. TV right there. Oh, man. Yeah, yes, fine TV. That ought to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Very good gosh. TV. So, this brings us to this conversation. Let's have a conversation about the Brooklyn Nets real quick. Um, Switches, I know a lot of you probably are Nets fans. You're excited about them. You know, KD and Harden, you know, me being an old OKC fan, I love seeing them back together. I'm cool with it. But, no, unfortunately, as we talked about previously, on, pre- on the previous episode, KD is out. But it could be a significant amount of time. Kyrie is still half playing only on away games. I'm playing? Yeah. So, like, this leaves a lot of the pressure and stress on James Harden to try to get this team to some wins, especially with this team having a lack of depth because you're facing the entire salary around these three poor players, which yep. is understandable. Um, so there's been reports out about James Harden being frustrated. James Harden responded with, I'm frustrated because I want to win. That's definitely true. That's understandable. But there were other support, there were other reports about the reasons why he's really frustrated. <laughs> hey. Oh, uh, now you're going with this. This is and this is a lot. So, number one. These are sources. Okay. Sources mm-hmm. say he has frustrations about Kyrie being part-time for one. Yes. Two, apparently he doesn't like Brooklyn <laughs> as much. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so those are just a little bit of the reasons. Okay. And plus you're seeing things like you know, as a player, you're probably having regrets. Like, bro, why? I ain't signed up for this. I was expecting to have KD with me. I understand injuries happen, but I was at least expecting to have Kyrie. Right. You know, and I feel like, you know, this lack of chemistry, it's just tough. Because you're literally doing different lineup every other game. Right? Yeah. So, it's definitely, it's definitely tough. So, um, what do you think about these, these James Harden things? And apparently this is leading to a lot of trade scenarios and teams potentially asking about the availability of James Harden. So, oh, let me remind people too, he is, um, he can be a free agent next season. He did not sign an extension. So if if anything, a trade could be likely. So what are your thoughts on James Harden? Well, I was laughing because uh, I read the, about the reasons that James Harden was unhappy in Brooklyn. Um, and obviously, Kyrie being a part-time player is like, okay, I kind of have to just deal with that. Um, it's it's kind of kind of it kind of sucks because, like you said, he's he's kind of bearing the load right now, and KD is out. Kyrie just is halfway available, so I get that. That's frustrating. But I started laughing because. He doesn't like Brooklyn because he doesn't like the cold. <laughs> he says the weather in Brooklyn is not. It's, it's not. It's not. Oh, what it's definitely, it's um, definitely not uh, Texas. And I mean, coming from Houston, you know, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, right. warm. It's it's a different vibe. Uh, definitely. I get it. You know, like that. That was just funny to me. Man, hard one. It's too cold, life, man. man. You can't you can't live your best life in the cold. 
he can't he can't he can't be can't be him, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, we know and, we know who him is. And, I don't yeah. know if y'all remember what James Harden be doing in his own time. Oh yeah, James Harden. That, 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 that man, man is, likes to party. That man's a club legend. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I guess so, it's I, I mean it's Brooklyn. I, I feel like Brooklyn has stuff, but it's just it might not just it just might not be Houston, man. Um yeah, it's cold, man. It's cold. <laughs> he doesn't like yeah, the weather. Yeah, um, body of water. Oh. And not to mention, um, in the great state of Texas, um, there are no state taxes, so he's oh, he's point. he's losing a little bit of money too. So it's like, well, Kyrie's not here. It's cold, and I'm you know I have to pay taxes now. So, dang, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not as fun for me anymore. And I get it, um, but I feel like I feel like. Um, James is James's situation currently is not not that bad when you look at the team's status right now. Like obviously KD is is hurt. He's out. He's gonna be back at some point, hopefully. Uh no, you know, no rush. Hope he recovers well. Kyrie, yeah, that's a situation that is just looking like it's it's gonna be what it is. He's he's a part-time player. Um but they're second in the East. Still, well, if not second, top top three, top four team in the East. Um, yeah. They don't have... Try five. Top five. Okay. <laughs> Fifth. I had to Let me also add this to his frustrations. They've been on this. They've been on a losing streak. With all this going on. Yeah. I and think they still, uh, have, they still have a tough schedule here. For example, they're playing the Warriors. As of this recording, it'll be tonight, Saturday. Yeah. Then they oh, then you know that that's gonna be. Then they got the Suns on Tuesday. Another tough out. Kings should be vulnerable. Then you got the Jazz. Then you got the Nuggets. Then you got the Celtics. Over oh, then eventually got the Heat. This is a kind of a tough, tough stretch right here. And yeah. as long as KD might be out and his chemistry is not working out. And you're losing. That just adds to the frustration. Yeah. I don't even think is is James Harden even playing tonight. I think he's out with a hamstring injury. Actually, the Braves reports I read says he's good to go. Mm-hmm. But I don't blame him if he don't want to play. <laughs> so, uh, well, I know it's tough. Yeah, it's, 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 it's I tough. get why he's frustrated. Um, yeah, just the inconsistent season that they've had as a team. Yeah. Is alone frustrating. And um, I'll also be frustrated about some personal things that he didn't get if I'm James Harden. We'll get to that in a second. But <laughs> he has reason to be upset. Yeah. I I, I, I completely understand. Just, just so what, the, the situation he's in is tough. It's it's tough. Yeah. So what what do you think should happen? Should they so should the Nets, if you're the Nets, GM Harden did not sign up extension. Mm-hmm. Team's not looking too good. Katie's hurt. Kyrie's here and there. Uh, solely because of what the mandate is in New York. So, what do you think should be done if you're the next year? I'm not trading James Harden. That's just, unless I get. But Ben Simmons is out there right for the picking right now. And potentially Damian Lillard, but you know he's still kind of, you know he's still dealing with the injury and potential surgery. But anyway, yeah. um, unless I'm getting, I don't know, an all-star starter, you know what I mean, like superstar back in return for James Harden. I mean, ben yeah. Simmons, uh, potentially. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't pull that trigger right away. It's James Harden, like. James Harden is a generational talent, and Ben Simmons has the potential to be great. But as we've seen, he hasn't played in since last year's last season, and the last thing we saw from him wasn't that good. Um, and I'm not doubting that he can, you know, come in and be good for this team for that team. But I think um, I, I was watching Jalen Rose, and he said that 
James James Harden has been telling people he's gonna test free agency next year. So if anything, he's probably gonna like stick it out. I don't I don't really see the Nets making a, a, a move on Harden or for Simmons or anything like that. I don't really see that happening. Um if anything, they might lose him next year. I I, I think that would be the most logical thing to do because that way he can, I mean, honestly, he can choose his destiny and the Nets just, I, I, I'm if I'm the Nets, I'm trying to keep him like right now, I'm trying to make him happen. I'm trying to do something to, to piece him together. I don't feel like the, 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 the move is to move Harden. He's the only, right now, the only consistent superstar that you have. Um, and I wouldn't risk that for Ben Simmons. And then I got Kyrie part-time and KD's out. That's just me. I think that's the thing right there. You got KD's out, Kyrie's part-time. And it's like, you can potentially lose James Harden to free agency. And you remember all you gave up to get James Harden and then have him walk out the door for like nothing. I'm just saying that's 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 tough as a GM. So as a GM, we would potentially want to get some assets back. So why not trade him? And if Ben Simmons don't work, you will trade him again. <laughs> so like, at least that's an asset. At least if anything, Ben Simmons can defend. He'll be good somewhere. I mean, he's an asset, but this is James Harden we're talking about. No, the guy no, was no. averaging not too many seasons ago 36 a game, and yes, his role has diminished in Brooklyn, but. I think James Harden still has that. He's just kind of been taking a, a step back because he's with KD now. And sure. now that he's, you know, not with KD and, and still trying to adjust to this team, he he hasn't been able to be the full-fledged James Harden. Uh, and I feel like I, I don't want to give up that. You know, this is a former MVP. I'm not giving that up for an asset like Ben Simmons. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, so as in this, I agree. They should keep him. And then eventually, if he doesn't, like, want to, like, stay, whatever, they can always do a signing trade. So you still keep him, potentially get some assets back, you know, because you'll have his bird rights. And that way you can extend him, and then you trade him. So they, so that could work that way. Um I'm interested to see yeah. what happens. But, they could, but New York could potentially lose two players. James Harden could be gone. And Kyrie could be. If somewhere. anything, I feel like Kyrie probably would be the trade, be on the trade block before James Harden. I mean, that's that's a good point. But do you remember the report that came out? Talking about like if he gets traded, he'll retire. Like that was out there for some reason. I think that was I put out there to like you know just not to trade him and fear because well NBA GM will take a chance on that if those reports are out there I just trade for nothing I mean so I'm just saying like those that's out there too so it's tough I don't know it's the art of the trade man um, players you know not every trade is like agreed upon about the player you know what I mean like there's some trades that happen they're like oh I'm here oh all right, I'm playing, but I don't really want to be here anyway. So even if, you know, Kyrie were to retire or not, it doesn't mean, you know, that there's no guarantees and that he stays healthy. There's no guarantee that, you know, he even plays at the same level. And it might just be from unhappiness. I, I feel like there's a potential, yeah, he could, he could retire because we've seen that he did not care about stepping away because of what he believes in, which, you know, I commend them for, but that's just the the art of the trade. Uh, and I don't know that that Nets situation is gonna be. I think I think we see more Nets movement and stuff happening really after this season because this season is kind of like. Eh. I don't know. I don't. I don't see them coming out the East. I don't see. You don't. I don't. Mm. At this point, I really don't. I, I feel like unless they make a, a a huge turnaround, K 
KD comes back fine, you know, sometime after All-Star break. I don't really see them being a, a threat to come out of the East. Um, Milwaukee still is, you know, formidable to me. My Heat, number one in the East right now. Mm. I'm always going to take my guys. Um, even even Joel Embiid, you know, doing what he's doing right mm. now in Philly, I, I feel like they have the advantage over, over Brooklyn. And especially right now, James Harden is frustrated. Kyrie's part-time. KD's hurt. Um, this is the, you know, this is the time for every other team to attack because they, Brooklyn is just restless right now. There's there's no camaraderie to me. So if anything, if if, any, if I'm the other teams, I'm like, let's let's go at it now. Let's 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 get them out of the way because they're they're already like internally not together. Good point. Very good point. Oh, this is this is this is definitely a interesting scenario. Because again, they could wind up losing two superstar players and already lacking some draft capital and young assets. <laughs> I'm gone. Um, it's tough. It's tough because say they do leave, you, you still have KD, who's the only one really locked up for the next couple of years. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was gonna have some chance with KD on your team, Absolutely. but as we see now, KD is somewhat—I want to say injury prone—but he's had some type of injury every year that have him out for like maybe a month, yeah, more or more. So I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's I don't know. We'll see. Look forward to see what they do. It happens, but yeah. So, um, so let me add on to some reasons why James Harden is upset. <laughs> so, as y'all know, All Star starters were really announced. Oh, this past week. <laughs> if I'm James Harden, I'm super upset because he ain't made the list. He is not a starter. He could potentially uh, be an All Star, but not to be a starter with everything he's doing with the Nets. He was one of the top teams in the East. Yeah. Helping, helping the Nets. Uh, I mean. But he didn't make it. He didn't. He's not a starter. Before we go in, before we go in on this list, let me go on and announce the starters. All right. Let's get I'm it. I'm going to start with the East. All-star starters for the East. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, who's hurt, Joel Embiid. <laughs> Trey Young, he hurt too. Or are you back? Who, uh, Trey Young? Yeah, Trey yeah, he's, he's back. He's back. Cool, 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 cool. Starters for the West. Here we go. You got Steph Curry, <laughs> Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, John Morant, and the best player, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> These are your starters. Oh man, that's funny. All-star. Zay, we we talked about this when the announcement was announced. You told me Wiggins made the list. I was like, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be joking. But oh, no joke, stars, bro. he actually no is an all-star starter. Oh yeah. Now, no, 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 no hail on Wiggins. No hate. <laughs> Not at all. I'm glad he he has he's had such a turnaround season this year. He's you know, been awesome for the he's, Warriors. He's been great. Yeah. Like, this is what we've been wanting to see. First, we, we probably had a conversation like, was he worth the number one? You know, and this time would tell how his career goes, but he's having a great year this year. Oh, yeah. Um, But uh, to be a starter, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. And I can think of some players who have a right to be upset in the West. Uh-oh. Who you got, man? Uh, all right. Number one. I mean, y'all couldn't get Chris Paul up in there or Devin Booker or or Donovan Mitchell. I mean, these are the guard players who are top in their conference. Just saying. 
but to have nobody from the number one team in the West, not starting, not starting. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's something. I mean, not even. Come on, not. I don't know what. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know. Oh, even um, PG was balling. Oh, this year. Yeah. No, he could have I mean, been uh, potentially uh, on that list. Just saying. Oh, yeah. and this person, Luca. 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 Yes. What happened to the end? Come on, people. <laughs> Come on. Here's here's the thing, man. Go ahead, man. It's like. The all-star starters are just starters. It's just the, the team that starts the game. You're and right. You're right. to be fair, like, this is more so of the fan vote because the fans are, you know, obviously you want to see the Stephs, the LeBrons, the Giannis's, the KD's. These are the, you know, the big time, the showtime players. And, and obviously they're going to get the most votes. So we expect, you know, some of these names just because of the name. But... Yeah. When you, you know, being a basketball purist or just like, you know, analyzing each game and seeing the stats and seeing where each of these guys and teams are, you'd be like, oh, yeah, well, I feel like Devin Booker is averaging, what, at least 25 a game. And they're the number one team in the East, him and CP, like, they're like the number one threat to the Warriors. The Lakers are, I want to say, under 500 right now. And so they're like um, LeBron. I see right now. Yeah, LeBron is is phenomenal, but they're they're kind of on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. So well, it's, they, it's, they're technically in playing. Oh yeah, are they? I don't know. Isn't they? I don't remember. They're, they're playing, but it's still. They're they're playing, you know what I mean? Like to be LeBron, AD, Russ, Melo, like all these guys. You like, okay? But my point is that it's 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 hard to because a lot of people are deserving. A lot of the guys you just named, like Devin Booker and Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, are deserving of you know being an All Star starter. But I think it's just like the fan base that really comes down to it and. The fan base isn't like as strong for a, a Donovan Mitchell versus a, a Steph Curry or even in this case, Ja Morant. Like, I can't argue. I can't. I can't say Ja doesn't deserve it. You know what I mean? Like, but I can't. I can't. I can't not say that Chris Paul doesn't deserve to be an All Star starter, averaging, you know, and having the most assists in the league. You know what I mean? It's it's very tough, but. Um, I have, I am extremely surprised when I saw Andrew Wiggins. Like I was, I told, I text you, I was like, Andrew Wiggins is starting. And I'm like, I had to say that to myself. Like Andrew Wiggins is starting in the All Star game. That was, I didn't. That blew me out the water. I, I never expected to even see that. And, and to be fair, uh, Andrew Wiggins, like we said, he's having a great season. Averaging like 18, shooting 40% from three. His shooting percentage is up the highest it's been, you know, since he got drafted. Um, He's having a great year. And I still didn't expect him to be a starter. Like, if he made the reserves, that's cool. But this is, I mean, that's that's really great. I'm I'm really glad for him because I, I feel like I've given him, you know, flack about his play in the past. But he's been great this year. Um... And I'm I'm surprised, but I, I think it's cool. I'm glad to see him get a nod for the All-Star starters. Super I surprised. Though. I, I was like, Andrew Wiggins is starting. Like he's starting. Like he not only did he make it, but he's he's starting. <laughs> like, dang, I know the fans, Golden State was like pushing. If anything, I thought that Clay would have made, you know, right. made more waves in the All-Star voting than Wiggins because Clay's, you know, the other splash brother. But okay. congratulations to Andrew Wiggins, man. That's that's big for him. I'm I'm happy for him. And he's I mean he seems like he's playing best basketball of his career. He seems happy. And his team is, you know, second in the West. 
Yeah. I all right. I'm, I'm, let me use some of your you know arguments that you just said, right? You said this is what fans want to see, right? Yeah. So you telling me fans would rather see him a 19 points per game player compared to a 25 point per game player, someone who's getting like 7.9 assists compared to Wiggins who's getting 2.3. Rebounds per game, 8.4 compared to Wiggins, 4.4. So fans want to see this person instead of the other person I have is Luka Doncic, man. You tell me, fans, we want to see Wiggins over Luka. Starter started also means this. They're the ones who get most of the spotlight. That means they're the ones we're going to be most of seeing throughout the night. Alright. They will. So that means Wiggins gonna be getting a lot of PT. I would rather see someone like Luca out there. I would try to see Devin Booker out there. I would understand if CP's out there. I would understand that, you know. Stats yeah. alone. And number one seed. But yeah, I would have respected like but Clay didn't play as long, so I probably would have had an argument there if he made it. <laughs> but this just tells me this. There are a whole bunch of Warriors fans out there. That's that's I'm sure a lot of these are that's it. <laughs> all Warriors fans. Because remember, they almost did this with Zaza. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> that's right. They Dude. almost got Zaza in. Okay, I'm all right. Y'all got Wiggins in. Good job, Warriors fans. That's that's what I'm saying. Like the fan base is strong. The Warriors fan base Warriors is, fan is, is is powerful because I forgot about Zaza Pachulia almost making the All Star game like multiple times. Zaza it was just once. It was multiple times. That man was almost. And I'm sure that you know. <laughs> so I'm sure that like Steph and Clay and all the teams like pushing the be like, oh, you know, we're gonna Steph's gonna make it. Obviously, let's push. Let's push Andrew in. Let's let's get him in there. You know, it's his dream. And I feel like they just. They just down for the cause. They like, all right, Steph said, let's vote for Andrew. Let's do it. So they <laughs> they got him in there. Warriors fans are are serious, man. <laughs> Y'all tell me this there are this many Warriors fans out there, really? Really, I, y'all? My shout out to D Brown. He thinks he's a he's a Warriors fan. I remember he was he's my little yeah. brother used to change teams all the time, but um, I feel like there are a lot of Warriors fans from, you know, the past five to six, seven years because of, you know, how they just exploded a few years ago. So I, I think that their fan base is just one of the strongest fan bases in the league. So that's that's how this happened. Because that's, I don't see, that's, that's like you said, I don't see. If anything, I would have said Luca probably would have got the nod. Yeah, I would have rather. That's what I'm saying. I was expecting. I was like, you know, it should be the same, probably the same starters. You know, and I don't mind Ja being there. I have no issue with Ja. I love that Ja. That is season. This year. amazing season. So yeah. I'm not the only cause for pause. Really is uh, Williams. <laughs> But I mean, Again, no hate for Wiggins though, man. No hate, no hate. I, I don't mind him making an All Star team, right? Right. To, but the starter though, yeah. The the starter, we talking that... about starting, <laughs> <laughs> not coming off the bench, but starting. Not not, not, not the bench. <laughs> not the bench that he he thrived on. Talking about starting. Talking about starting. <laughs> But man, uh, that, for real though, shout out to Wiggins, man. Shout out to Wiggins. It's for real though. Um, I'm not. I'm not mad at all. I, I thought he, if he made it, I would be surprised. But I'm extremely surprised that he's starting. But I'm. I'm. I'm not against it. I'm like. I'm not against him being on an All Star team at all. Like, oh, shout oh, out to him. I think everyone needs their. You know, dudes get it a long time. There are a lot of guys I wish I would have seen in an All Star game, but I'm glad he got his nod. And and who knows? This may like propel him even further. Like he may be oh, yeah. able to evolve his career even more. Especially like how Golden State is playing and his his current role just lets him. You know, he seems confident. And 
Yeah. I think that was something he lacked a lot in Minnesota. Like just the confidence to be be himself every game. Mm. So I think this is good for him. Shout out to him. Um Yeah, this could be a perfect yeah. setup for him. Absolutely. To be a, to be a consistent all star player. Oh yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this Q. Obviously, we just talked about the West, and you would start Luca over Andrew. Um, yeah. So oh, yeah, I'll start Devin over him. I'll start CP over him. I'll start Donovan over him. I'll start <laughs> PG if he was healthy over him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what start, about these? Nah, I'm just playing, though, for real. Though. I'm yeah, not, to, not, all right, some of it I'm serious, but for real, though, I'm, I'm happy for him, but come on. What's your, what's your question though? In the East, yeah. What do you think about this lineup and got any changes? The first, I mean, I'm like, all right, cool. For the most part, the only person I'm questioning about. Okay, let me go through the list. So Giannis, of course. Demar, yes, MVP candidate, definitely in there. KD, of course, he'll be a captain. That's KD. Who you fooling? Joel and B, crazy season. MVP candidate as well. Only person for me, though, is Trey on this list. Me too. That's the only one for me, Trey. You too, huh? Me too. All right, so who would you replace? Who do you think uh, deserves a nod over Trey then? I mean, I got a couple of names in mind. I mean, the number one team in the East right now, Miami Heat, you know, (laughs) Jimmy Butler, even though he's missed Mm -hmm. a few games. (laughs) Number one team in the East. He's still averaging about 20 points per game. Um, just, you know, got the record for the most triple doubles in Heat history. Um, yeah. The dude's balling. Um, that's that's one. And then the other, you know, partner in crime to DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine. Just got his, you know, all-star nod last season, I believe. He did. Mm-hmm. Definitely those two have been amazing together. Um, yeah. I want to say they're both 20-plus point-per-game scorers. Easily would have slid Zach Levine into that spot where Trey Young is. And not to say that Trey Young isn't deserving of an all-star selection, but I think in this case, Hawks haven't been doing so well. Um, Trey hasn't missed many games, but he hasn't been as, I don't know, electric as he was in you know past season or two. Um, yeah. I would have – I would have – Put Zach Levine there too. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing him either. Or I mean, James Harden leading the league in assists per game. I was about to say, yeah, James Harden. Um, the other people I, will, I wouldn't mind seeing maybe. Uh, but I know I got to do guard though. But let me see. I mean, it doesn't I know I have to do guard because you know I was thinking like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Um. I was thinking about them. I yeah. wouldn't even mind seeing Lamelo. Lamelo would have been nice. That would have been dope. Then, then they're because they're in a playoff contention. Like they're doing really well right now. Yeah. And some of these crazy highlights Lamelo's been doing, man. It'll, it'll, I'll probably it'll be a tough argument probably to get them in, but I think people understand. Like, hey, like if he got in, I don't think people would be like so like upset. Because team is in contention. Melo was playing really good. And I think. Man, I, I think I would, love this. I would like seeing him in there over Trey. I wouldn't mind it at all. Um, just me though. I wouldn't. I, I, I'll say this: Lamelo, I think, can can be a, a reserve for the All Star team. I, I don't know if I'm gonna start him overall. I mean, like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just talking about over Trey right now. I'm just talking about over Trey. Okay. Right now. If there was somebody else, I would probably like no. But like I'm talking about over Trey Young right now. Yeah. I mean, I like I like LaMelo, but I wouldn't like I wouldn't give him the starting nod over Trey Young right now. Right now. I I feel like Trey stats are they're they're way down. Yeah, Trey stats are gonna be better, but a little bit better. But but at least but his team is in playoff contention. I feel like all-star game that's that's the thing award those who are at least fighting for playoffs right now. Yeah. Who actually have a chance, and his and their team is overcome some. I know I didn't expect them to be right here like this. No, 
So, and I expect the Hawks to be way better. Especially the Knicks the too. Year. Like, come on, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's my only reason. Yeah, that's the, fair. The, the Hawks were up there. I have no, I have no issue. Yeah. And again, Trey was hurt. He missed some time. So, definitely. I don't know. But yeah, Trey is definitely like the one that's I wouldn't not replace him with someone else. Like I said, like yeah. everybody else on there is solid. Like, like James Harden. At least at least James Harden now. Come on. Yeah. Or like you said, Harden. someone from your heat. I wouldn't mind. Like if Jimmy Butler was on this, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind seeing my boy Tyler on there. Oh. He's been good. Man. I know I know Tyler's good. I I I'll, I'll Okay, I'll, let me let me ask you this. Tyler, all right, Tyler Melo then. This is not even start, just make the all-star list. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not thinking right now about just the reserve. Like, I would love it's to see Tyler. Yeah. You think, so you think Tyler would just not over LaMelo? Could be a reserve? Yeah. I, yeah, I'll say that. I'll, I'll go Ooh. with that. If he does, that'd be very uh, impressive. I mean... Tyler I know right he's now. playing good, but I'm just saying Lamelo has a little bit more of that it factor. Yeah, Tyler has some swag too, though. But I'm just, but yeah. like, I'm just saying, Lamelo has more stock, I guess, and something. I, I, honestly, I wouldn't mind either of them, but I feel like Lamelo will probably get it this year over Tyler for an All Star selection. Um, yeah. But I mean. The reserves are like there are a lot of guys like that come to mind. Somebody's gonna get snubbed with these reserves. Everybody in um, heads is now gonna be in there. Yeah. So Melo will be really, really, really fun to see an All Star. Like you see what he does on a nightly oh, basis. Oh yeah, like, it's, it's and to be with players of that caliber playing, man, man, that would be that'll be a show. And I think another thing like um, his one of his teammates who I think is like candidate for most improved player, Miles Bridges. Yeah, Miles he's Bridges would be a great selection for an All Star team. I feel like he's averaging about eighteen a game. He's looked really good, um, and the Hornets are, you know, and you know may be able to make the playoffs. I feel like that would be kind of solid to see. Um, but yeah, there there are a lot of guys that I feel like are in the running for the the selection this year. The young guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right about that. So soon, soon we'll see. Well, let me ask about this. This is this does bring a good question. Is it time to bring back center to the All Star ballot? Because you know it's always been like this for long. It's fours and guards. Maybe not really necessarily give my love to like center. Only true center on this list. Well, two potentially. Well, I don't know. Do you see? Do you view Jokic as like a center? Yeah, you do. He's okay. he's Joel he's too yeah, big to not be a center. Like he, even true. though he does everything, he's he's huge. Like he he he's seven feet. Good point. But but his game is like everything. Yeah, I, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. We're not really give love to like. Because there are centers that put up good stats, who could be an all star, but they don't have the all the necessary all around skill set. Because centers in today's game are really play almost like stretches, or you know you need to have, you need to have an all around skill level. But historically, the center position in basketball has always has always been defense, rebounding, you know, putbacks, things like that. Yeah, I feel like we're not recognizing them like we used to. Yeah, another one I just thought about: Rudy Gobert, classic center. Yeah. You know what the, I mean? The, 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 let's say we have for an example. He's a classic center mm-hmm. who does a classic center role, but you will never see him on an All Star starter like that because. He's not flashy. Yeah, he's, he's he doesn't have that skill set like that. Yeah, you're right. His his game doesn't really translate to what what I feel like fans perceive as all star level. Even though he's 
his stats could be all-star level, but it's just the fact that we don't see the only way he gets in is on the reserves. That's it. Yeah. Like like he has in the past. But I'm just saying, like, should centers be back on the ballot so we can always pick at least one center. And that center can still be Joel and B or Nikola Jokic. At least that'll be like a center ballot. You know, I mean, they they they're centers, but they just do their game. Yeah, they are. But but based on the ballots, like, you know. I, I agree with you, though. I feel like the centers don't get a lot of attention because of their role. You know what I mean? Like they they get rebounds and they average like thir- some of them, the, the best ones average like 13 plus rebounds per game. But you yeah. never really would, you know, take a second look at them because they aren't, you know, shooting threes or or just nope. We don't really go down low, you know. We don't we don't throw down a low block for anybody to post up. It's more face up, stretch four, stretch five type games now. Um, I think yeah, I think that that should be analyzed and kind of figure out a way to to show love to those centers that still. Just do the, you know the grit work? I feel like that gets overlooked. I agree with that. Yeah, this is just a question. And let's also get into this. There was also a new format to the Rising Stars. So oh, let's yeah, go through that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go through that real quick. So, you know, at first, you know, it was normally like you know you have the rookies and sophomores of the league. You take the top ones. You just split them into two teams, right? U.S. and world. Rookies on one team, sophomores on the team, and it, it's been split into USA and world, right? Um, and now it's different. Very different. There will now be four seven-man teams made up of 12 rookies, 12 sophomores, and for the first time ever, four G League Ignite players. And as you know, G League Ignite are, you know, for y'all, for you guys, maybe still remembering, you know, that's how that's like basically the bridge from high school to the NBA now, instead of going through the NCAA. One of the best players I've seen this season, Jalen Green, G League Ignite. Oh, yeah, awesome! So, they're doing some great things over there. So, uh, the rookies and the sophomores will be selected by NBA assistant coaches, the four G League Ignite players will be selected by G League head coaches. And the teams will be coached by members of the NBA 75th anniversary team, along with assistant coaches from the coaching staffs at the All-Star game. And one of the coaches will include a G League. You know, so I think that's good. And so the coaches will draft their, their rosters. Yeah. And each roster is going to have at least one G League at night player on it because now there's four teams this year. Uh, and the, and the, how the game is played is totally different this year. So they'll have a semifinals that'll be played to a target score of 50. And the championship game will be go to 25. No, 50, 25, 75. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting. And there's also going to be a shooting competition between in, in between the semifinals and the finals games. So that's be cool. And each shooting location is going to be tied to an kind of shot made during the NBA playoffs. I got to see some of my mind what's going to be some of those shots. So this is a part of like trying to make the All-Star Weekend even more exciting. I love this. And it's not going to really be time that this is the first team to reach those points, 25 or 50. And the shooting contest, I think that's really cool. So thoughts on the new format for the Rise of Stars. League has done it again, man. Um, this is this is very different. Um, I feel like they keep keep uh, innovating and making new new ways to play the game, new ways to make it entertaining. Um, and that's really cool to have the G League Ignite be highlighted because I feel like general, you know, NBA or basketball fans don't really watch. G League or really know anything about it. So to now get this like spotlight, to get this, you know, moment where we see these guys that work so hard to to just make a team be, you know, highlighted and be celebrated like this way, uh, that, that's awesome. And the four teams just like gives it that 
playground feel, you know? I'm going out to the park, you know, lacing them up, take down this team, you know, move to the next round, take down this team, you know? It's, it's a good way to battle it out. Um, so I love that. Um, it's going to be awesome. I, I love really, that. And then we got some good young players, uh, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, like you said, Kate Cunningham. I'm, I'm just naming like top picks right now, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of young talent. Um, even sophomores like Tyrese Halliburton, yeah. all these guys will be potentially in the game and it's going to be fun. I think it's going to yeah. be a great show. It's going to be good. It should be, man. I love this. I love this for the G League players, man. Give them their recognition. And can you imagine what they'll be able to learn around these NBA head coaches? some of these players i know they're young but they still have a valid valid nba experience yeah you know they go against competition like that even though it's an exhibition that still means a lot because you know they're going against other g league even in g league united states still play against nba caliber players but still right it's different because these players are like the top rookies and sophomores and potential future stars in the nba oh yeah so it says a lot. Um, it says I a lot. Like, I, I, I love this, man. I love how they're doing this. Like you said, as a young player, you get that feel, that experience, that knowledge. And then yeah. even from the coaches, like, you know, even being around those coaches, you know, coaching the league for a while, you know, they'll be coaching the game. So it just instills the knowledge. Yeah. It just instills confidence. Oh, Same yeah. thing with like a Wig, Wiggins making an all star, you know, being a starter. These guys getting to come up from the G League. Get this experience even the you know the regular nba rookie sophomores just getting that yeah, exposure getting this getting this time to just show what they can do it's gonna be big for them um and it's gonna yeah. be you know just could be a, the beginning of something great could skyrocket them so i'm i'm excited uh it's gonna, yeah, be, it's, cool. it's gonna be very exciting man yeah i'm ready to see how these teams will pan out for that be good it's gonna be good I mean, yeah, seven seven man teams too. Mm-hmm. Seven man be, teams, four. It's gonna be competitive. It's gonna be good. Yeah, that's why the scores like it is because you know, yeah, don't seven players. Sense. You don't want to, yeah, don't want to exhaust them. Yeah. And the student competition, I'm ready for that one. That's gonna be that is different too. Yeah. In between, it, they better air it. I'm sure they'll air it <laughs> to show yeah. us too. And I hope the All Star comes up with something too, like the regular All Star game. Because I wouldn't mind seeing some players go head to head one on one in halftime, <laughs> man, or some, you know, because there have been other ideas throughout trying to make that more interesting. Because remember, they used to have the horse competition that Katie killed all oh, the yeah. time. <laughs> but like, just bring something, you know, yeah. like I would love to see these players go one on one. Yeah. That would be awesome. Do a mini one-on-one tournament or something. I don't know. I, I would love yeah. to see Yeah, I mean, like keep that. building on it. Keep innovating. Even last yeah. year with the, the way the scoring went. You know, they, right. no shot clock. I mean, well, no, that was, that, that's, that's, that, that was, was actually okay. a positive. Yeah, that's right. That was true. That was a good one. But we'll see. Maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will. I was wondering, maybe they'll do another format of it this year. But I was like, they probably would have announced it already by now, right? If they were going to do it. The change to the format this year i mean they probably that there's still time maybe they may announce it later on i don't know they could i don't know but anyway shout out to all the all-star starters um shout out to g league man that's awesome that's dope yeah it'd be some good time for some good basketball in a couple weeks absolutely very soon very soon oh, well, yeah. yeah zay got any shout outs for the people uh, just a few. I got to shout out Miles Bridges last night. I know I talked about him as a you know, potential all-star reserve, but yep. shout out to him. Uh, the Lakers and the Hornets played last night. He hit mm-hmm. um, <laughs> he hit Westbrook with the, you know, too little. That's too little. Uh-huh. Too little, you know. Um, I thought that he got a tech for that. That was funny. Yeah, Russ, but, Russ uh, made sure he got the tech. <laughs> oh, yeah, Russ. Yeah, he was on it. Um Hornets got the win. Russ played well, but uh, shout out to him for after the game, still giving Russ his flowers. I mean, like, you know, he he was saying that uh, he doesn't know why he gets all that hate. Uh, he respects him. So, it's you know, it's just a respect thing. Um, shout out to him for that. Uh, yeah. Shout out to 
Angel McCautry mm-hmm. signing, you know, WNBA signing with the Minnesota Lynx. Um, I used to love her when she played with the Dream. She was a hooper. So I'm glad to see her back. Um, and I also was a Lynx fan because I like Simone Augustus, Maya Moore. They also just went to the, I think it's the Minnesota Basketball Hall of Fame. I may be wrong, but they just got selected. Uh, but shout out to her. Shout out to them for, you know, coming back, getting signed. It's going to be nice. a, a WNBA season as well. Um, shout out to SS96. They're rocking the Switchmasters today. Make sure you use the promo code Switchmasters for 15% off. And just shout out to y'all for supporting, liking, subscribing, sharing. We appreciate it. Shout out to Q. Being a dope co-host, editor, all of it. Yeah, appreciate you, man. And um, so yeah, I'm gonna go a little further on this shout out. So let me give us some context with that Russ and Hornets thing. So no, apparently <laughs> I think he did that too little. Oh yeah. Apparently Russ went off after that because he went hot in the second half. <laughs> so he had a big second uh, half because they were down. Thirty, thirty points. So shout out to Russ for that. The most score in the half since Kobe's final game. Shout out to Russ for that. And to lead them all the way that, because they were down 20. Yeah. And to come back all the way like that and have a fighting chance. And Also, know. he had MJ over there pissed. MJ, <laughs> leaving. <laughs> no, yeah, so MJ was pissed at the Hornets for letting, yeah. <laughs> letting, for them, letting come them come back. back. You know, and just, yeah, Russ was great. It was, it was the first time I've seen Russ and like that in a minute. Probably the first one since he's been on the Lakers. So yeah, yeah. shout out to Russ. And apparently he was joking with Miles Bridges after the two little thing. He was like, you know, you should did the should been more subtle with it with the rock the baby, you know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, everybody laughing. So that was cool. I think Russ showed like you no know, style leadership and things like that. So yeah, I think so yeah, shout out to Russ. That was awesome. Shout out to Miles Bridges. Um so yeah, just some context for that. We'll see where the Lakers go from there. We'll see how Russ does from here. This could be the old moment, you know, where he's like, oh, he could be getting better. You know, it's like, you know, the trend we talked about, you know, in that previous podcast. So yeah. Yeah, that could be the moment. We'll see. We'll see though. I feel like it's coming. It could be. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah, shout out to all y'all who support the podcast. Please continue to like, share for the people you know, people you know that loves to talk hoops. Appreciate the love and support. Shout out to our sponsor, SS96. Shout out to Zay for everything he does. If you hear the beats on here, that's him. So, yeah, his beat tape and all that. All right. We appreciate all y'all's support. And this has been awesome. Awesome. So, check out the videos on YouTube when you can. Again, share the podcast with who you can. And this oh, has yeah. been Q Guru. I'm signing off. I'm Zay, the executive producer. Thank y'all. We'll see y'all next time.